You're listening to Profit Without Worry, episode number 128. Now more than ever, measuring and growing the profitable things in our business matters a lot. But what are the right things to measure? Well, let's talk about ditching vanity metrics and running a more profitable business by measuring the right things today. Hey there, I'm Michelle Evans, and this is the show where coaches, experts, and business owners like us get real about what it takes to create a profitable online business. I can tell you from experience that nonstop hustle plus random acts of marketing do not equal success. So how do we attract a steady flow of clients and sales without all the hustle? This is the Profit Without Worry podcast. Hey there, welcome back and thanks for tuning in. So I've got a question for you. Have you downloaded your free guide to Profit Without Worry? It's really easy to do. Just go to profitwithoutworry.com forward slash free and you can download the guide right there to get onto your path to Profit Without Worry. And I'd love to connect with you. It's super easy. You can email me at michelle at michellelevans.com or hit me up on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Tag me and use the hashtag Profit Without Worry so that I see your message. Ask a question, leave a comment, or just say hi. I love to put a face with your name and know who is tuning in each and every week. All right, let's dive into today's show. Have you ever seen someone on YouTube or Facebook or Instagram or wherever you hang out and thought, dang, they must be important. Look how many subscribers or comments or likes or loves or shares or whatever that they've gotten. I know my kids have their favorite YouTubers they follow. In fact, the other day, my eight-year-old was having an argument with his buddy about which YouTubers were the best. And these two eight-year-old boys started throwing around their favorite YouTuber subscriber count as proof that their favorite was the best. So yeah, people pay attention to things like subscriber count, engagement, and other, what I like to call vanity metrics. But you may be asking, how can you call them vanity metrics if they matter, if people pay attention to them? Because, and here's the really important thing, you can spend all your time building up vanity metrics at the expense of creating a real business. In fact, it can become a really expensive hobby. Yep, I said it. Subscribers, comments, likes and loves, shares, all that kind of stuff. None of that makes you money, my friend. Those are feel-good proof points that other people, at one time or another, decided to take a teensy tiny little action that didn't really cost them much, like subscribing to your YouTube channel or you know, liking your Facebook page or whatever. But this is not proof of anything else at all. In fact, I hate to break this down even more, but many people buy their way to fame in shady deals to get fake bot subscribers or swap things like a like for a like. There's whole entire businesses that are set up on putting together people who will basically (laughs) like and comment on other people, like you get a group of, you know, 15 or 20 of you. And every time somebody shares something, the rest of the group goes on and they like it and they comment and they boost it up in the algorithm. 
But really what they're doing is gaming the system and swapping a like for a like or a comment for a comment or whatever. That's like spray painting over a fender bender and trying to say that the car is just like new. It may fool people who see the car from a distance or see your business from a distance, but once you get up close, you'll quickly discover it's a scam and a sham. So what types of things would I put into the vanity metrics? They can be anything that feel good or look good or can get you excited, but do nothing to bring profit into your business. For example, subscribers, social media followers, website traffic or ratings or rankings, I mean, shares, retweets, you know, just all that kind of stuff. These type of metrics, again, they look good. They feel good. They sound good. You can, you know, make a chart of them trending up and how exciting that is. But they don't do anything for your business. They don't help you make better decisions about where to invest your money or your time. They don't help you learn about your true audience, which is the buyers. They just sound really fun and positive, and that's why you must go deeper than the surface level vanity, especially now when we, when what we do and how we run our businesses needs to work better than ever. I don't know about you, but I don't have time to be messing around with things that, you know, look good on the outside, but do nothing for my business on the inside. Okay, if you've been tracking and talking about vanity metrics, I do not want you to feel badly. First of all, everyone does it. Second, now is the time to expand your focus and really to track better metrics. So let's take a look at a few vanity metrics or at at a vanity metric example and how you can pivot to dive into more relevant and actionable content. So the example that I want to give you is website traffic vanity metrics, because I hear this one all the time from clients and potential clients. So again, one of the biggest vanity metrics I have thrown at me all the time is people touting their website traffic. They'll say something like, wow, we had, you know, 10,000 new visitors or... 26,000 page views or, you know, one person came to me and they're like, we get 50,000 visitors a month or more, you know, and it sounds really impressive. So why would I label that as a vanity metric? I mean, those are eyeballs coming to your business, right? Well, here's the deal, my friend. Traffic alone does not tell your whole story. It's time to dive further in and get curious For example, of all those people coming to your website, is your bounce rate high? Meaning, like, do people hit your website and almost immediately jump away or jump away after the first page? Or are they sticking around and navigating through your site? I mean, you can get really cheap, bad traffic and it does nothing but bring eyeballs to your website for a minute and then they go, ah, that's not what I wanted and they jump away. To truly understand your traffic beyond the vanity metrics of number of people and pages viewed, you're going to want to dive into what's working and what's not working. Most of all, you you want to really understand what is driving your numbers because then you'll be able to make better decisions. So for, so for example, let's say that you were giving away an iPad, an iPad Pro with a with an Apple pen and a case with a keyboard. I mean, like, you know, $1,300 worth of a giveaway. 
I guarantee you, you could get a ton of traffic for that really easily. But what would that matter if none of those people were anywhere near your ideal buyer, right? So when you take the time to dive further into the data behind your numbers, there's an absolute wealth of information that can help you learn more and make better decisions about your business really quickly. So in this case, let's take a look at a couple questions you could ask about your traffic. And, you know, if you have 200 people or 200,000 people or 2 million people coming to your uh, website each month, you should be asking questions like this. Number one, where's your traffic coming from? Yeah, we all, you and I and everyone out there with a website, we all want our website traffic to grow month over month because that means more people are finding us and coming back to us, right? Well, yes, and we also want to know what's driving your traffic to your site. So, for example, do you, did you have a really great social media post that maybe is going viral or it's getting a lot of engagement or getting a lot of people to click over to your site? Did you have an ad that worked really, really well and brought people to you? Did um, a big name in your industry give you a shout out? Or did someone else write a great article and they linked to content on your site? These are all really important questions to ask because if it's working, you might want to be doing more of it, right? Well, maybe. And let me explain this. Because number two, another metric you can look at are conversions. I've heard people say that traffic is traffic and it doesn't matter if they're the right people or not as long as people are finding you. Wrong. Bad traffic is a waste of your time. You shouldn't be out there trying to gather up bad traffic. If you're attracting the wrong people to your site, something is off in your marketing. If you're running ads that get people to click, but they don't do anything else once they click, probably the wrong type of traffic or the wrong kind of funnel. You see why the traffic number alone isn't enough? Well, it can go even deeper. Let's say people get to your site and they opt in for your freebie, which is a conversion. It means that they give you their name and their email address and you can start emailing them, right? Well, that's great. I've heard people bragging that they get 10%, 20%. I even had somebody tell me they get 50% or more opt-ins on their website from cold traffic. And they want to know, hey, is that good? Should I be excited about that? Should I do more of this? And my answer is, I don't know. And here's why. Conversion. You see, an opt-in is an indicator, but an opt-in by itself, while we call it a conversion, does not drive profitability. Your email list, just being an email list with a name and an email address does not drive profitability. You need that opt-in to convert to a buyer. So my next question is always, what happens after they opt-in? Do they open your emails? Are they engaging with any of your marketing funnel content? Are they buying from you or taking steps towards buying? Those are the metrics that really matter. And there are a few clicks down, right? We see the traffic number. We see the conversion, the first conversion, but then we need to go even deeper. And the only way you can grow your profit without worry business is to really understand those metrics that are driving your profitability. So we just covered a lot about metrics. And if you're still listening, I'm guessing you want to stop tracking vanity metrics and really start tracking metrics that matter. 
So here's what I invite you to do. Take a look at everything you track in your business. Is it an indicator of success or is it tracking your profitability? Does it feel good or is it contributing to your bottom line? If you can't directly tie that metric to growing your business, you know, driving sales, getting sales calls, any of that kind of stuff, you probably need to go deeper and ask further questions to dive in and understand what this metric truly means to your bottom line. All right, I'd love to hear from you. What does profit without worry mean to you? What metrics are you tracking or will you start tracking to stay on track for a profit without worry business? Hit me up on social media or email me michelle at michellelevans.com. And as you were listening to this, did you think of someone who could use these insights about creating profit without worry in their business? If you can think of someone who could use this, would you do both of us a big favor and share this episode with them? It's really easy to do from whatever podcasting app you're listening on, or just share the URL for today's show, which you can find at profitwithoutworry.com forward slash episode dash one, two, eight, and your friend can listen right there on any device. And don't forget to download your freebie, five steps to profit without worry. You can get that at today's show notes or go to profitwithoutworry.com forward slash free so that you can see what it takes to create a movement with your marketing. All right, I hope you have an amazing week and I'll see you back here next week, same time, same place on another great episode of Profit Without Worry. See you then.